and welcome to this episode of the Healthy Connections podcast presented by the Union County, Ohio Drug-Free Coalition. I'm Trent Hoagie, I use they, them pronouns, and I'm one of your hosts, and with me as always is my lovely co-host. Good morning, this is Nancy. Very glad to have everybody here today. We have two special guests. We have Lauren Putz from the um, Health Department. Lauren, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little more about what you do? Sure. Thanks, Nancy. My name is Lauren. I work at the Union County Health Department. I am the grant coordinator for our tobacco cessation grant, our harm reduction grant, as well as our public safety grant. So I do lots of things out in the community, and I'm sure you know me from something. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And also with us today is Nate Sachs from the Marysville Division of Police. Nate, do you want to share more? Sure. Good morning. My name is uh, Nate Sachs. I'm a captain with uh, Marysville Police Department. Um, I oversee the Investigations Bureau and the Community Service Bureau, which also has the school resource officers. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you both so much for joining us today. Before we dive into our topic, a tradition that we have here on the Healthy Connections podcast is to share a healthy connection or choice uh, our hosts and guests have made in the past month. So Lauren, do you want to kick us off? What's a healthy connection that you've made in the past month? Ooh, a healthy connection is that I'm trying to cook more dinners at home. I've gotten mm-hmm. into a really bad habit of getting home and being so tired that I'm like, let's let's just go to McDonald's. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine for me to eat McDonald's five days a week. Um, <laughs> but starting small and making you know easy meals where there are some leftovers, but there are veggies incorporated, has definitely made a difference in my mood. Um, mm. So that's very exciting. Any favorite dishes so far? Um, I really like chopping up pasta or I'm sorry peppers putting them in like a cream sauce with pasta and then sometimes if like little pre-cooked sausages are on sale I'll chop those up and like you know warm them up with it great now I'm hungry right (laughs) (laughs) nice and easy um a healthy connection that I've uh, made this month is trying to spend a little bit more time on my hobbies so working a little bit more with my theater group and trying to uh, do a little bit more art that's been, you know, a way that I've tried to do some like healthy connection with myself and with my community. So, uh, awesome, awesome, Nate. What's a healthy connection you've made over the past month? Uh, you know what? I think along Lauren's lines with the cooking, that um, I'm trying to eat a little bit less red meat. Oh, mm. not for any other social aspect, but more just my internally, like it gives me indigestion. So mm-hmm. I'm, I've realized that I got to eat less of it. Um, so one of the things I've started doing is, is making, the, I like street tacos, so I've done Ooh. chicken street tacos, I've done a salmon, surprisingly, very oh. well, uh, very good, um, but that's one of the things I just, in, ironically, in the last month I've started doing. Do we need like a Healthy Connections potluck or something? Like Yes. <laughs> hey, if you do a cooking show, I'm all in. <laughs> Nancy, how about you? Well, I have finally made the leap and joined the wellness center at the hospital, so awesome. hopefully I'll be there sweating with the oldies. (laughs) (laughs) Pumping iron, working on your fitness. Exactly. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, this month's episode, we have a lot, a lot to talk about. October is a super busy month. We have Domestic Violence Awareness Month, LGBT History Month, um, Hispanic Heritage Month. There's a lot of different awareness and um, community connection uh, available in October. So, Uh, On the podcast uh, this month, we wanted to take some time to raise awareness around some prevention-specific events that happen in October, Um, different activities, different remembrances that happen this month, so yeah. So October is also time to recognize drug prevention efforts, and we do that through Red Ribbon Week, which runs from October 23rd through the 31st of this year. Um, Red Ribbon Week commemorates the life and sacrifice of DEA 
agent, Enrique Camarina. Um, today, the Red Ribbon Week program serves as a catalyst to mobilize communities to educate youth and encourage participation in drug prevention activities. Nate, do you want to say any more about that? Um, just to add what you what you were going over, I mean, obviously it was a DE agent that uh, that was killed back in 1985, and and uh, just the for me, it, I like the fact that it was the community that that brought this forth and when really um, was the driving force behind it. Besides, you know, being being a cop in law enforcement, so um, to me that just speaks a lot to um, how important this day is or this week is. How did you first hear about Red Ribbon Week? What was your first experiences with it? Do you remember? My first experience was with Nancy uh, a couple oh. years ago when I started my current position. Um, I think I'd seen the signs because I, I worked midnight shift before this. Mm. So um, there's not a lot of uh, programs that you see or that I'm, I'm able to take part in on, on midnight shift. So um, she just really opened my eyes to it and uh, um, became involved in it through then. Awesome, awesome. Lauren, do you remember how you first heard about Red Ribbon Week? Yes, it was last year when I um, first started as a health educator at the health department. Um, we got into Red Ribbon Week mm -hmm. um, with DFC, so we're very excited to continue the tradition. Awesome, awesome. And are there any specific events or efforts that either of you are involved in with Red Ribbon Week? We don't have anything specifically um, planned at the health department. We do have drug take back day that we'll be supporting, but that's more of an effort on our law enforcement side. So I'd rather have Nate talk about it because that's a big project that they've been working on. Absolutely. So yeah, for, for us, um, for the week, we'll, we'll have the banner outside the police department. Um, the school resource officers are aware of it. They'll be uh, talking about it in the schools uh, when they can. Um, we also obviously through at Creekview, Officer Hardy is our D.A.R.E. officer who teaches D.A.R.E. Um, that we do every single year. Um, matter of fact, I think uh, D.A.R.E. is ongoing right now. So um, that's one of the th things that we do for, for our department. And what kinds of things are kids learning about in D.A.R.E. right now? I know like it's a program with like a long history and so a lot of people have gone through it, but I know that it's changed a lot recently. Do you know any of like the different things that kids might be learning now that their parents might not have? As, as far as the specifics, now, it, you know, it, I, I, I can't talk to that. That would be a, an Officer Hardy question. Um, but it, it's a successful program in that it, it at least raises the awareness. Mm -hmm. and, and from our perspective also, um, we're lucky in this community where we have a school resource officer in every school. This mm. is our this is our first year doing that. Um, before it was more of just an exposure. It was typically if you talk to the kids who were graduating. And I don't know if you remember, you know, Officer Hardy or whoever the dare officer was was usually the first interaction they had with with the police officer. So for us right now, we're, we're getting you know at the elementary level, we're getting kindergarten and first graders that you know in 12 years, I'm really excited to see the seniors when mm. they graduate. Um, they'll have had an officer with them the entire school career. So uh, drug take back day, uh, we kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, is there anything that you would like folks to know about drug take back day? Uh, you know, it, 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 this is the, it's two times a year where they had the day. Um, so, you know, every six months we're gonna do it. But um, for everyone that you don't know, uh, that, that doesn't know, the sheriff's office has a has a uh, drug take back area where you can walk in, and I'm not familiar with exactly where theirs are, but the police department also has theirs. You walk into our front doors that are always unlocked. Um, the boxes are off to the right. You can drop your drugs off for for disposal 
anytime, uh, 24 seven, 365 days a year. So, um, but it's just highlighted every, every six months. Um, this year, the police department will be at uh, Walgreens and we usually uh, alternate between Walgreens and Walmart. So this year we'll, we'll be at uh, Walgreens. Awesome. Awesome. And I feel like sometimes like, you know, for folks that aren't as well involved with prevention and things like that, that they might like hear drug take back day and not really know like what kinds of like drugs they're supposed to be bringing to this like is it over-the-counter medication is it illicit substances like what are what are folks allowed to bring to this um what should they expect from that this uh, type of activity is typically for individuals who are bringing back expired or unused prescription medications. Um, that is really going to be our main focus. Um, we do want to stress that we cannot accept any kind of sharps. Um, mm. So any type of medication that you might be giving yourself through an injection, we unfortunately cannot um, take those sharps right now. A great way to get rid of those currently in the county is by putting them into a hard plastic bottle similar to a bleach or detergent bottle, um, screwing the lid tight, duct taping the lid shut, and then writing sharps on all sides, um, and then you can dispose of it in your household trash. Mm. However, the health department is working on a program where um, members of the community can bring in their used sharps to dispose of safely at the health department. Um, that program will hopefully be off the ground by the end of the year. We are working on some contracts right now with um, disposal companies that will come and make sure that our containers are safe and that they're being taken away safely so that nobody is injured in the process of bringing them in. Mm -hmm. um, once that program does get started, we'll be able to accept things like syringes, lancets, needles, um, finger prickers, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, so anything that is considered a sharp or um, biomedical hazardous waste, we will be able to um, accept at the health department. Um, we will not be able to accept um, expired or unused prescription medications because there are those boxes at mm. the police department, at the sheriff's office, um, and then even up in Richwood at their police department or down in Plain City as well. And um, who do you think would like benefit most from this program, like so the ability to dispose of sharps like that? We're really hoping to target our populations that are using um, prescription medications that are given through injections. At, as for a personal connection, if you know, as your loved one is using um, blood thinners, that's a big one, um, that have to be injected. Uh, those sharps can be collected and then dropped off at the health department. No questions asked, you just come in, drop them off, and um, head on about your day. Um, I know when I was 14, I unfortunately had a blood clot um, in my right leg. That was really scary for my parents and they had no idea what to do with their sharps. So we're hoping that the program will kind of wrap around a service that hasn't really been addressed in the community yet um, and provide a safe way to dispose of those sharps so there aren't any accidental sticks, so they're not being misused, um, and that we are decreasing um, general uh, communicable disease spread and things like that. Yeah. So Nate, can do you want to speak about vape pens or e-cigarette devices? Sure, you can bring those. Um, you just have to take the batteries out of the devices before you can dispose of them. So we would appreciate just take the batteries out before you come in. That's right, there has been some problems with batteries exploding and oh that gosh. can be a, a real danger, so that's uh, excellent advice. Yes, we're not looking to lose any fingers at the drug take back day. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of drug take back day, I wondered if maybe one of y'all could address 
like why is it important for folks to get expired prescription medications out of their house like a lot of people just kind of leave them sitting around or they'll throw them in the trash like what why is it important to have them safely disposed of i mean for, for from a law enforcement perspective if if they're not there if they're expired and they're they're not in your house then that is one less thing that someone may be um, looking for or maybe attempting to to break into your house or mm. um, and in you know for for those out there if you're in the elderly population you have grandkids you know you really don't want to keep those around because that's just it's just a, a uh, possibility that you know your grandkids might find them and, and get into them obviously you know if they're in the the child proof uh, containers that that's a good thing but you know what if they're just not there you might as well just get rid of them because you're not going to use them so just just get rid of the opportunity there it also creates a way to safely dispose of medications um, some people have been in the habit of throwing it out in the trash and it goes into the landfill mm. we've noticed with water testing that some of those um, medications are getting into our water supply so disposing of them this way is safer for the environment um, we also have Detura bags, which deactivates the active ingredients and in mm -hmm. drugs and does make it safe for folks to dispose of at home. But, um, you know, this just creates an opportunity. I did want to point out there are four locations that folks can bring their medications to on Saturday, October 28th. So the Union County Sheriff's Office from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. will um, be accepting drugs dropped off there the Pleasant Valley Fire Department in Plain City, the Richwood Police Department up in Richwood, and of course the Marysville Police Division will be at Walgreens this year. Um, so I wanna 10 to two is the time period on that. I'm not sure how that affects game day with Ohio State football, <laughs> but hopefully you can get in before, or before the game starts. I wondered if uh, y'all could talk more about what the other activities for Red Ribbon Week are, if Nancy wants to talk more about what's happening for Red Ribbon Week. Well, we've got uh, teen prevention leaders in several of our schools, in all of our schools, and they are taking the leadership role this October to host some special events. We're making sure uh, banners are getting put up in all of the high school and middle schools, uh, promoting um, Celebrate Life, Stay Drug Free, or be kind to your mind, mm. stay drug free. Uh, we'll also be at the football games for a lot of the schools, so uh, hopefully you'll bump into some awesome TPLA leaders. Um, at, uh, I believe we're gonna try to hit up the MHS game uh, on the 13th, um, depending on when this podcast goes out, I'm not sure if that'll be useful information, but we'll also, well, it'll definitely be up before the 20th, uh, and so we'll be at North Union and Fairbanks for those games to hand out some uh, fun materials, do some giveaways, and talk to folks about the importance of prevention and about the importance of uh, being kind to your mind and staying drug-free. Awesome, thank you. Are there any opportunities that y'all would like to make folks aware of when it comes to like supporting the prevention work you're doing? You'll see the health department out in um, various community events uh, supporting tobacco cessation as we go through the year. We are part of a new grant um, that is looking to actively engage community members in what cessation really means to them um, and also emphasizing the importance of creating smoke-free areas such as workplaces um, and businesses. Um, that way individuals who are working or who are trying to enjoy a safe public space can do so without the fear of breathing in secondhand smoke or e-cigarette smoke. 
Hey, Lauren, November is the Great American Smokeout. Is it there is. anything special going on that day? We are hoping to develop a program called Talk with a Doc, where um, we will do kind of a cessation event where we talk about what types of resources are available within the county that are free resources for individuals who may not have a primary care physician. Um, we will also be doing some primary care um, referrals while we are at that program. Um, and then individuals at the end of the presentation can ask questions about the impacts of tobacco or nicotine use on their health to our loved local primary care physicians also what day is uh great what is it november 16th great american smoke on november 16th awesome awesome um, you know one of our prevention initiatives with the drug-free coalition is emphasizing public policy mm. and this october there is a ballot initiative uh, to allow recreational marijuana, to legalize recreational marijuana. And we just want to let folks know that we have put some educational information on our Union County drug-free website so people can educate themselves before they go to the polls and uh, formulate an opinion as to how they want to handle that. Nate, is there anything uh, around prevention that y'all would like to make folks more aware of? Um, as far as the prevention part, I mean, we, we as the police department, we participate with the Drug Free Coalition. I sit on the uh, the committee and, and uh, a lot of different boards as far as that goes. But um, with regards to that, we try and support. Um, I know when Lauren calls, I, I try and at least get an officer there myself. Nate show does up a and, great job doing that. <laughs> uh, I'm here for, for this. So Nancy sent the call out. So, um, you know, we, we just try and, and uh, support the community in all of its efforts for prevention. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Um, is there anything that you wish folks knew about the work or the effort that you're currently putting out that maybe like would surprise them or maybe that you're looking for like more participation from them on or anything like that? Yeah, um, so when we talk about prevention, I definitely want to focus on making sure that we're hitting our youth and we're hitting our adult populations that are not currently using any type of substances and keep them that way. Um, but when we're thinking holistically about our community, there are individuals who may be struggling with substance use disorder or nicotine addiction or um, alcohol use disorder, things like that. Um, so we want to loop them into the conversation as well. One of the ways that the health department um, um, as well as the Mental Health and Recovery Board is working towards addressing those communities is by, um, un I guess, rolling out um, a Nalox box um, kind of network throughout the county. So we are hoping to install at least 25 Nalox boxes throughout the county, which are um, wall units that will essentially screw into the wall similar to a first aid kit, but they will have Naloxone in them, which is mm. the opioid overdose reversal um, medication that can help um, reverse an overdose in an emergency situation. Obviously, I hope that nobody is ever in that situation because it can be very scary and it obviously has some detrimental health effects on the person who is overdosing, but saving a life and allowing that individual to potentially access treatment and giving them a second chance um, at life is always very important. So having those Nalox boxes throughout the county can help to address some of the opioid crisis that we're seeing. Where would 
do you know like about where those boxes would end up or like have any ideas for that? Um, I know that one will go up in the health department. Two are currently being installed at Wings Support and Recovery. Um, and then the Mental Health and Recovery Board will have one in their main office. We're also looking at some businesses up in Richwood. Um, we know that the Church of Christ in Richwood is very interested. We are working on getting them a couple boxes. Um, and then we are putting emergency naloxone into first aid kits at all of the Marysville City Schools. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Nate, how about you? Anything that you wish folks would maybe be more involved in or anything that would surprise them about the work that you're currently doing? I, you know, as far as the involvement, we, we don't necessarily put on the programs, but I mean, hopefully people understand that as, as the police, we, we fully support any and all programs, prevention, um, uh, anything that, that will help with the addiction problem in, in the country. Um, you know, speaking for, for us, we we like to have those resources. Um, it, you know, it probably surprises people. We don't want to take people to jail all the time. It, you know, and sometimes it just happens that's, okay, through your actions, that's where you need to go. However, you know, it's, it's nice that we have other resources that we can point them in the direction to, or we can call um, some counselors that, that would give us better advice on, on how to handle um, the situation, or, you know, if it's not a criminal, at least I have an answer and I can say, mm -hmm. you know, this is the number you need to call or the health department offers this program or drug free coalition, things like that, where we can, we can point them in a direction that they can get the help that they want. Nancy, how about you? Any, anything that you wish folks would be more involved in, in terms of the drug free coalitions work or something that might surprise them about the work that you're currently doing? Well, a couple things. First of all, I want to give a shout out to Pathways Credit Union. Mm. They gave a very kind donation to the Drug Free Coalition this week, um, money that we can put forward to our prevention efforts and getting, and particularly uh, with our youth effort. Mm. Um, the other thing I want to say is we've gotten our data in from our student survey that we conduct every year. and. Wow, the results are fabulous and mm. that use rates have gone down tremendously and so we want to celebrate that. Um, you know, it's the first time we've gotten data coming out of COVID and we didn't know which way mm. that would that would sway things. So uh, at this stage, at least the data looks very promising and we're excited to see that student use at least has, has gone down. Thirdly, I did want to promote our teen prevention leadership program. We've got students at at North Union, Fairbanks, and Marysville that are involved in um, learning the rudiments of, of prevention strategy and will be putting together prevention uh, activities for their schools and, and their communities. And so we look forward to the exciting uh, things that they will be bringing forth. And um, it's still early enough, so if there are students out there that want to participate or join in, I'm sure we'll put the QR code out mm -hmm. and, and the application will be there. So if anybody still wants to join us. I'll say there's a lot of great benefits to being a team prevention uh, leader. Um, not only does it, you know, it's a great chance to work with the local community and help keep people safe and give back, but it also, you know, it looks great on uh, job applications, resumes, college applications. Uh, and we're also able to offer a stipend for the students who join. So um, we love doing that. And Lauren has been awesome uh, helping us with that and teaching our TPLA uh, leaders about uh, tobacco cessation. Uh, Lauren, do you want to talk any more about that cessation program that's like geared towards young people? 
Absolutely. So part of the health department's program this year is to create a community action plan um, that spans the next three years that looks to address youth nicotine and tobacco use. So we're really trying to involve youth in that planning phase um, because they know they know best what's going on. They know, uh, you know, what types of e-cigarettes people are using. They know where they're using them. They know how they're hiding them. Um, they know, uh, you know, what the social aspects look like throughout those types of, um, you know, throughout that usage. Um, so we really want to incorporate youth voices into our planning, into what the actionable steps will look like moving forward. Um, so our TPLA students are really spearing that activity. They're uh, doing a great job in helping us come up with activities that we can do throughout the community that helps to educate individuals on, um, you know, the prevalence of nicotine, the um, importance of cessation, and um, even what types of you know health effects we're seeing because of e-cigarettes. It's not quite as well captured as tobacco usage because tobacco has been around for so long, but as we're seeing more and more e-cigarettes hit the counters, we want to make sure that we are actively looking into the science behind what those effects are looking like and educating people so that they can make the choice to quit or um, to continue to not use these products, even though they are very harshly marketed towards youth um, and they're marketed to be safer than tobacco, even though we know that you're still inhaling chemicals um, and you're still taking in nicotine, which is an addictive substance. So we really want our youth to be part of the voice that says, hey, these are not safe products to use and what can we do to get, you know, all of Union County to be entirely smoke-free. Uh, is there anything else, any final remarks or points or anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about that y'all would like to make the public more aware of? Sure. Um, just be on the lookout for any type of cessation activities within the community for tobacco and nicotine. If you are considering quitting or you would like more information, you're more than welcome to contact the health department who will get you in contact with me and we can walk through the different resources that are available in the county. The Ohio Tobacco Quit Line is a great free resource that is available 24-7. I believe that they are off on Christmas and Thanksgiving, which is great. They get to spend time with their families after doing such great work all year um, but that is a resource that's available completely for free if you are over 18 and you are working with a cessation counselor through the quit line you do receive eight free weeks of nicotine replacement therapy so you're not having to go out and buy that nicorette gum you're not having to go out and buy the patches yourself those are provided as part of your treatment plan through the quit line um, the health department also offers free narcan or naloxone through the mail so if you're interested in carrying Narcan in case you ever come upon an opioid overdose situation. We do mail that out completely for free. You can also stop by the health department and pick up a kit anytime. They'll just call me up and I'll bring you a kit. Uh, just, you know, from a law enforcement perspective, uh, you know, we appreciate all the support the community gives us and, and uh, Red Ribbon Week is, is one of those uh, events that you can show your support uh, visually by, you know, putting, uh, having a sign out or, or just wearing a red ribbon. Uh, and we want folks to realize that prevention works. Mm. Those conversations that parents have with their kids about substances of abuse and the dangers that um, that they bring into their life, 
are terribly important and we encourage parents to do that. And we're blessed to be in a community that supports our young people and promotes red ribbon and drug prevention awareness. So thanks to the community for that. Absolutely. A lot of parents don't realize, like a lot of parents are kind of like waiting for like that moment of like, oh, something has gone wrong and I'm gonna have that conversation now that something has happened. But when we're talking about prevention, you know, we wanna remind folks to have those conversations early, not just in situations where like things have gone maybe a little bit different than the, you wanted them to. Um, you know, just those casual everyday conversations of like, you know, setting those expectations of like, this is how we expect you to behave around substances. These are the conversations that we want to have about this. These are the values that we hold around it as a family or as a group. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for more information around how to have those difficult conversations, uh, check out our Facebook page, the Union County Drug Free Coalition. I'll include a link, but every Friday we're posting some uh, hashtag talk they hear you tips uh, about how to have those conversations with the young people in your lives. So yeah, that is all for this episode of Healthy Connections. Thank you so much to everyone who's tuning in. Um, this uh, episode is brought to you by the Union County Drug-Free Coalition. And just a reminder, if you or a loved one is struggling with mental health or substance use issues, please contact our 24-7 hotline, uh, 800-731-5577, or text the number four and the word help, that's four help, to 85511. Uh, I'm Trent Hoagie, and this has been Healthy Connections.